You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, let's get into this Traverse City because we have do have a lot of questions, yeah. and thank you guys yeah. for... You know, that that's a big story in the NHL, so uh, I'm so glad we, you know, addressed it. But moving on, uh, Traverse City starting. Sean's going to cover it. Let's talk about some of the players that you are really going to have a keen eye because I love the story you told when Miro went to Traverse City. You could clearly see this guy yeah. not only has it, but he's way ahead of everyone else on the ice. So what kind of yep. names are you looking for and as Stars fans, when we read your recap, who should we be looking for? Yeah, and I believe it, and I don't have the full details of where and how the Stars are doing it, but I do know the uh, the Red Wings are streaming their games and they're making the links available to the other three teams to stream their games. So um, if I get these Stars streaming links, I will send them out on Twitter and all that stuff um, because you should be able to, you hopefully will be able to watch from home. Um, the... Uh, Obviously, the, the Stars' three best prospects are playing in this tournament, and Logan Stankov and Maverick Bork and, and Liam Bixel. And um, Bork is – Bork's – those three are always interesting. Bixel of those three is probably the most interesting for me coming into this tournament because he's coming over from playing in the Swedish League, playing in Europe, uh, coming off a broken ankle, um, ankles are weird things. So it's going to be interesting to see it the first time in live action. And uh, it's, so I'm really interested to see Bixel in action and just see how, because he's going to be making his full-time adjustment to North America this year. I think there's going to be a learning curve. He's going to have to adjust. And it all really starts in Traverse City. Um, the Stankoven is going to be interesting too, but it's to me, Stankoven, the only way Stankoven and Bork to the same degree the only reason that their their tournament would be notable to me at all would be if they struggle because i expect them to be better than their peers i expect them to show up and be better than their peers if they aren't better than their peers that becomes more notable and we have a different we have a different discussion um there's a couple then you kind of look at after that i kind of start focusing more so Honestly, looking a little bit more at some of the defensive things. I look at Grishnikov, I look at a Christian Cairo, um, Tristan Bertucci, um, just some guys who, because uh, I, th- I think defensemen in this tournament, you start to get an idea of how they, uh, how they read the game and the uh, and how they read the game, how they react. I kind of want to see them start moving. Um, like for example, for example, Bertucci, um, who was the star second round pick this past year, um, he's really got to beef up before he's an NHL option. He's only 18. We'll see him play in this tournament. Then he'll go back to Flint. Um, 
but really good player and kind of one-on-one defending, but always and hasn't always been the greatest like team defender. I'm interested to kind of see what he does in a team system. Um, Kairu, I really like how he moves the puck. I think there's some exciting things there. So that's, that's, that's a good one. Um, and then there's like, you look, and then there's some other ones that are just kind of, you look at it and you are giving them an opportunity to impress you and make a mark. So you're like, Hey, I'm going to pay more attention to that guy. Um, the Matthew Seminoffs of the world. Um, I know very little about Angus McDonald, uh, or McDonnell, depending on how it's pronounced. Um, he was taken late in this last draft, but I'm like, obviously a guy like that can come in and show us who he is for the first time. Um, if you see an older player, like an Oscar Bach, yeah. who's on this roster or a Matty Blumel, um, and this also goes for Bork too, they should be the leaders on this team. They should be the best players on this uh, in this tournament for Dallas. If the older players aren't the best players in this roster, in this tournament, you can start to ask why, and we can start to look at that a little bit more. Um, Remy Poirier for Dallas is the – Remy Poirier should be yep. – Yeah. Like he uh, – he has a chance this year to I'm interested to see kind of his like Remy Poirier is interesting because for the stars um, goalie depth right now, right? Like if they need, if, if Scott Wedgwood was getting to hurt and they needed a goalie to, to back up tomorrow, it would be Matt Murray. But I think, I think in the long run, I think Remy Poirier is a better, will be a better goalie than Matt Murray. I don't think he's a better goalie this very second, but in the long run, I think he's better. And so I'm interested to kind of watch that track and that, that path kind of go forward too. You know, one, the of, the other, thing, one yeah. of the other names yeah. you, you just mentioned Seminoff and I just wanted to add, yeah. I'll be interested to see, does the coaching staff since he was teammates with Stankoven, do they put him together, Sean? See, that's a great question because it's, you could do it. And you could do it as a as a as a as a philosophy of you want this, you want to build a comfort level for this for this kid coming out of as he goes pro, and maybe they could play together. At, maybe I mean I think Seminoff will return to Kamloops honestly this year. He's only nineteen, so yeah, he could go back for his over. But there's a year. great relationship there, and I just there, wonder. There, and yeah, and and there's a comfort level, yeah. but at the same time, do you want to make him uncomfortable? These, <laughs> or, or you do you want do you want to make everyone? Do you want to make it so you learn everything about the player? Mm-hmm. You don't want, I want to learn more about Matthew Seminoff himself as opposed to the support piece for Logan Stankoven, right? So I think that's, I think it's a fair question to ask. I also have a feeling that if Logan Stankoven comes out and has a great tournament the first two games, I don't think he'll play the third game anyway. So there may be a way to do, get a little bit of both worlds, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I didn't see him on the roster. Tell me about Ertun Martino. You're going, you're going, you're going. To, I'm going deep. I want to make sure I've, you're really not going deep. I just want to make sure I've got my, I always have my, uh, well, okay. So I can, well, there's an easy answer. Ertun Martino is still in college. That's why it's not okay. there. So, so for a quick reminder to everyone, now, now, now I know why exactly why I didn't pop right away. Um, College prospects are not, uh, this is, if you're a college pro, if you're a prospect who's in college, you're not at this tournament because, uh, only, only players from junior and guys who have signed who are, are in Traverse city. Martino, I believe is about to play his junior year at Clarkson and, uh, he'll, uh, he'll be, 
in theory, I guess, and this may even change in the in the NIL future, Gavin. And I have no idea. This is a something, but for right now, playing in this tournament would hurt his uh, eligibility for NCAA. Got it. Stuff. Great point. So that's kind okay. of, that's 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 one of the reasons that this doesn't happen for college players. Okay. So. Okay. So you, when you when you watch this tournament, you just see: Are you looking for confidence on ice, puck control, how they handle themselves? What did you see when you saw Hashkinen that set him apart? The uh, well, with with Miro, like it was everything. It was like watching one guy play hockey and everyone else play something different. Like it was. That's the. That's how good Miro Heishkinen is at hockey, Gavin. Like I, I, I'm going to talk lovingly for a second. Like that's okay. Watching Miro, watching Miro Heishkinen play hockey is a joy. It is a pleasure, and we should all embrace it. And we should all, you should look at it. You should watch Miro Heishkinen play hockey every shift, and feel blessed you picked a team to watch where you get to watch him play every every shift because he is a joy to watch play hockey. And when you see when you saw him in Traverse city against players, his age against other 19 year olds, you're like this, what, what it was the skating. It was the poise. It was the way the entire game just orbited around him. It was just, it was like, it was the perfect storm of this guy is different. And that's really what's the best way I can put on it. And, and this video, tournament was kind it. of, and I know he didn't like, it wasn't a Miro situation, but you began to see the blossoming as far as chatter regarding Wyatt Johnston. Is that correct? Uh, sort of. Yeah. Not. It wasn't nearly as. Uh, I mean, Johnston wasn't as. Johnston was good at this tournament last yep. year. Let's be clear on that. He was good, but it wasn't the. It wasn't the well. Wyatt Johnston is one of the finest nineteen-year-old players on the planet type moments it wasn't like that um he was good and then why Johnston Wood had, had a tremendous rookie year and, and proved he belongs in the NHL but it, in the tournament he didn't have the it wasn't the tournament like what Miro Heishkinen did and why Johnston will never be as good as Miro Heishkinen that's not a slight against why Johnston it's just how good Miro is um I am interested to see the feeling I get watching this tournament we talked a lot about Columbus at the start of this podcast with the coaching situation but I'm really interested to see what feeling I get watching um, Adam Fantilli in this tournament, the number three pick last year from the draft. Because Fantilli, I watched him play four or five games in college this past season, and Adam Fantilli in college hockey was head and shoulders better than everyone else. And I'm interested to see if I get that same feeling in this tournament, just to see how it looks, because he's someone who could have a bit of that Hishkinen effect, albeit as a center. So, um, I, I've seen other players at this tournament who became great players who were just okay or took steps and maybe needed Traverse City to do that. Like, for example, Jason Robertson didn't wow me in Traverse City the first time I saw him. He was he was okay. He was good, but he didn't wow me. But that's also one of those things because Jason Robertson's game, if you remember it and you look at it now, the 104 points or whatever it was last season are great. But remember, Gavin, you watch enough stars hockey. Jason Robertson doesn't wow you until no. he puts the puck in the net. That's no. the beauty of Jason Robertson's game. So if Jason Robertson isn't scoring, he's not wowing you. And 
I think this is one of those tournaments where there are certain players who might kind of hide, who who might kind of get lost on the fringes or whatever. Um, the one story I always like to tell about Traverse City, and I'll tell it again right now, is the Matthias Janmark story. Uh, Matthias Janmark was supposed to come, was came over from Sweden, was supposed to play in the Traverse City tournament, and then after the Traverse City tournament, was supposed to go back to Sweden. He had literally actually. It's, it's it's I'll tell the second part of the story next. But he uh, so he was supposed to go straight from Traverse City to fly back to Sweden. Matthias Janmark looked so comfortable, so confident in Traverse City that Dallas said, "You know what? Let's give this kid a try in actual training camp." He earned that job. He stayed in the NHL. Became a fixture in Dallas for a couple of years, even with the one year away because of the uh, with the, with the degenerative knee injury, and like. Yenmark and his in his team and a bunch of his friends back in Sweden had actually had a fantasy hockey league that they had actually drafted already. And like so he was actually all of a sudden like he was the first the story goes Matthias had a uh he was he was kind of scared to he was he he was he was he wasn't willing to pick himself up on waivers in his own fantasy hockey league because he thought he was going to have to go back to Sweden during training camp. Wow. So, uh, but Matthias Yamark is an example of how Traverse City can be a building block for a player on the cusp of something to get that extended look over the next two and a half weeks in training camp, and that's the big thing. I think that would be my. It's like if I was a coach, if I was coaching prospects in this Traverse City tournament, that would be my message of. You're not going to win an NHL job today, so don't go try. Don't go try and kill anyone. Don't do anything crazy. But if you play your game, you can change what the next step is. If you're, um, Maverick Bork, right? By playing a certain level in Traverse City, you can start to make Jim Nil think a little bit harder about maybe, maybe finding a spot to give you maybe uh, putting you in a spot where maybe you actually have a legit chance to win a training camp roster. If you're um, William Bixel, like you have an opportunity here where maybe you're not going to make the NHL roster opening night. Let's be clear on that. But like maybe Gavin Bayreuther won't be that first call up in November because maybe we have something in this kid. And if we put some more trust in him over here and here, it's, it's a lot of building future opportunity. And there's a lot of seeds of things that start in Traverse city. Um, the other thing from Traverse city, just to be clear on is just throw out all goalie performances because like I've seen Jake Ottinger struggle. Yeah. I saw Colton point Duke. I saw Landon bow dominate that tournament so it's 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 too small of a sample size it's too chaotic do not do not put too much into goalie evaluation from this tournament those are kind of my uh get me back on track that's your job get me no i know it is it is (laughs) you know i'm enjoying this because i was actually just thinking like what style are we expecting and it sounds to me like it's a continuation of the juniors where it's like sure there is some hitting and everything but there's a lot more open ice than let's say you know uh in texas where the ice tightens in the AHL, yeah. and you, oh, yeah. you don't have it's, as much it's, movement. Yeah, it's. I mean, it will be the the first period of the first game is going to be just chaos. Okay, it is. It will be chaos. It will be 
it'll be kids. It'll be play 19, 19 to 22 year old players running around at a thousand miles a minute because it's their first game since April or May. And they're looking to improve, to impress scouts and management right in front of them. The first game they will, the first game of the first period, they will be flying at an unsustainable pace. It will be chaotic. It will be messy. It will be great, but it is unsustainable. (laughs) (laughs) But then then it will even out a little bit. We'll start to see a little bit more calm built into it and everything. Um, This to me is kind of this it feels a little bit more a good, I think a good comparison is it becomes almost more of like an ECHL game with some higher end talent sprinkled in that would never play in the ECHL. That's what it feels a lot. Okay. Like. I think that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, the, the guy I really focused on is Maverick Bork because I think yeah. with Stankoven, it, it's just, the name just isn't mentioned as much as far as like, I know he's among the top prospects in the stars organization. I just really like that second half he had in Texas. And um, I think there's going to be a comfort level this year going into the AHL. And uh, I'm expecting big things. I'm expecting him to be in Texas, but I, my goal for this tournament, like you said, and in training camp, I want the stars to say, wow, he's on the cusp or He's really fighting for a roster spot. That that's that's what I'm hoping and for. It, and if he does that, I know there may not be the spot in camp right away. I think one of the things that Jim Nill unfairly gets criticized for is blocking younger players too much. I think sometimes like okay. We've talked about the Ryan Suter deal. Yes, that's bad, right? That's bad. That blocked younger players. But Nil has done, has been willing to if a guy has won his spot or a guy has proven to him that he needs to make a change to a plan, Nil has gone and made the corresponding move. He's been willing to do that. And I think that's something that um, it is not a blanket. There's no ways in the NHL this year. It's just the bar for him to clear to be in the NHL is very high. Um, and if he, if he earns that, it's going to be great. Yeah. Because the kids, the kids got a lot of talent. So well, and I think this needs, and we really haven't talked about it this off season. We've definitely mentioned the name. This needs to be a a, a bounce back season for Mason Marchment. When we talk about blocking, you know, Mason Marchment, to me, toward the end of last year, Sean, this, you know, the salary probably kept him up on a line, but I think Mason Marchment was a fourth line player or a third line player. I, I just wasn't seeing what I'd like to, and uh, you know, I'm hoping well, this year he can, you know, be better because that. You know, I don't want to say it's a rich contract, but it's a solid contract where I think the player needs to be performing better because that's where Jim Neal, I think, has to go in the future to alleviate some cap space is these younger prospects come in and that is where you get that cap space where you can get those pieces. It is, But Gavin, it was a rich contract. It was a... What it was, it was Dallas... It was it was Dallas. It was Dallas, Nashville, and someone no, else. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, but yeah, but no, but with with the Marchment deal, it's it was Dallas and other teams trying to, in their mind, justify that Mason Marchment of the twenty one twenty two season with Florida that won the President's Trophy. That's who he is. To me, and this is going to sound very rough for Stars fans, but it's true. To me. 
that 26-year-old season is the outlier. Mason Marchman's 26-year-old season, 47 points in 54 games, yeah. that's the outlier. He didn't make the NHL, really. He didn't make the NHL. He didn't play his first NHL game until he was 24. He was only at 10, only at 10 points in 33 games as a 25-year-old. He get 31. Like, kind of is who he is. Uh, like, and on top of just, that, that was one of the great offensive years from that Florida Panthers team. Yeah, so I... I Mason Marchment is a depth player and the stars and other teams after him were hoping that, you know what, this was the turn and they made a bet and made a bet on it. And it's, I, I think they made a bad bet on it. It's just Mason Marchment is a depth player. He's not really a goal scorer. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe the, maybe of the, of Mason Marchment's eight, uh, eight year professional career. Maybe the one year he was a goal scorer, or the one year he was nearly a point per game scorer in a COVID year, maybe that's the norm. Or maybe the other seven years are the norm. And that's more likely in my mind. He's not, he's 27. He'll be 28 this season. Yeah. Um, like just sometimes you, but sometimes you, you have to make bets and go after it. Um, it's just like players are who they are a lot of times. Um, I've got something coming tomorrow. If you're, if I got something tomorrow coming over at Shaft Shots, where I went and I looked at the, uh, um, where I went and looked at Matt Duchesne's work from Nashville and the past season and everything like that. And uh, I'm going to pull up the exact thing here, but like everyone will look at at Duchesne's at Duchesne's kind of season from two years ago, he had 43 year, 43 goals for set a Nashville record and, and everything like that. But, and, and everyone's like, Oh, well maybe the star's got a guy who's two years removed from a 43 goal season. I don't think Matt Duchesne's going to be a 30 goal scorer ever again in his career. Matt Duchesne during that 40 goal season shot 18 point had an 18.9% shooting percentage. That's a ridiculous shooting percentage, 18.9%. For his career, he's shooting 13.1% for his career, right? For his career, and on average, I'm about to do some math on this podcast. On average, he shoots, he averages 2.45 shots per game. So, and yeah. Duchesne has never, Duchesne has never played more, has never played 80, has only played 82 games once in his career. He is not the most durable player. Um, so if we assume he's going to play, 75 games this season and he's going to average 2.45 shots per game that's 184 shots in a season and he scores on 13 percent of them that's 23.88 goals he had 22 with nashville last year yeah shot 13.1 percent that's who he is matt duchene is a 20 goal scorer who shoots 13 percent do i want to pay 8 million for that player no that's why nashville bought him out do i want to pay 3 million heck yes so that's why Matt Duchesne will be a success in, in Dallas this season with the exact same production he had in Nashville last year. That's we should, we should really do like a... That's why he's a beast, that? folks. That's why he's a beast. Yeah. I'm, I'm repping we you, should, man. We should really do a, like, Gavin, we should really do, like, before camp, we should do just a full fair expectation episode. Just go through the roster and Love like, it. what is fair exp- We should do that. We should do that. We should Sounds put great. that into our, uh, Next into week. our collective brains for a, Next a, what's week. a fair but but like like i'm saying that right now on, on duchene like i think it's a wonderful deal for dallas it's a great ad three million dollars for a 20 goal score that's great he's going to be the star's fifth or sixth leading goal scorer this year um 
that's great at $3 million. But do not expect him to be a 40-goal scorer because then you'll run into the trap that Nashville ran into of thinking he's an $8 million player Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I also do love his face-off percentage win. Yeah, I think he's oh, really that's good. good in the no, that, that 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 adds a lot too. But yeah. it's the it's the when you add a goal scorer, right? That's the like, mm-hmm. oh well, he's a goal scorer. Like, I mean, he is a goal scorer, yeah. but he's not a. It's not like he added another Jason Roberts. Right, right, yeah, absolutely. 